Hi everyone, this is Posty, and I've got another Super Deluxe Special Edition for you. In case this is your first time listening to one of these, um, I usually help Scooter with a bit of the editing of the podcast, but sometimes I also make these things that we call Super Deluxe Special Edition episodes. And these are shows that have recently aired that I'll take and add some sort of creative music or sound design to, and then Scooter will release as a Super Deluxe Special Edition show as a way to say thanks to everyone who is a patron of the podcast. So I always start these out by saying thank you. If you are hearing this and you are a patron, your support means a ton. And uh, let's get into another one. For tonight's Super Deluxe Special Edition show, I'm not sure how I've made it through 60-some of these without remembering this yet, but uh, the other day I was chatting with someone and I remembered a trick that my mom taught me when I was a kid. It's a little weird, so bear with me here, but she told me when I was a kid and I was having trouble uh, sleeping. She told me to do this trick, to sort of imagine my own body as if it was kind of like a a plastic shell. And on the inside, there was some kind of dusty buildup. You know, you hadn't, in the same way that you haven't dusted your shelf, there's a bit of dust on top. So all along the inside of, of this sort of plastic body is, is some dusty buildup. And what she would say is, start in your right foot and just imagine you have a tiny little brush and you're dusting off all that dust until it's totally clean and clear. And then once you've finished with your right foot, move up to your right calf and dust that off for a little while until you feel like it's clear. You know, you would continue on throughout your whole body and I thought it was weird at first. But she's my mom, so I trusted her. So, bear with me here. We're going to try this tonight. I've made you a little dusting off yourself soundtrack. Um, You'll hear Scooter talking, and he'll start very muffled. And then you'll, you'll hear some sort of soft brushing sounds. And just if you can, visualize that part, or whatever part of your body that you're focusing on at the time. Visualize it getting dusted off. And then Scooter will become more and more clear. And eventually, uh, there'll be a sort of little musical motif that you'll hear, which will be your cue to move on to another body part. So just follow along. There's no real right or wrong way to do this. That's all the instructions I ever got from my mom. But it really worked. I remember as a kid, it really worked. So I hope that it can work for you too. And uh, here's another super deluxe. And good night.
sustainable and secure in more of the industry than any other industry. But this one I'm trying to stay focused is just on the podcast. Uh, before we get to the Patreon questions, I wanted to answer a couple of questions I see pretty often. Uh, one is like who who who's in the credits? Uh, uh, so I wanted to go through the credits and just say, okay, so uh, the credit song or the regular credits. Uh, the credit song is done by the Mystery Bard. How do we spell mystery? M Y S T E R Y Bard B A R D. Uh, Jonathan Mann, and the Mystery Bard was kind of a nickname I came up for him, came up with, uh, is because we, we was coming to the show to help us do these Lola jingles for the sponsors, and they thought we'd do a fun way to introduce him, and uh, that's, uh, so that's how we came up with uh, the Mystery Bard, and JonathanMann.net, you could uh, check out his music, commission a song for him. Uh, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer are, oh, are, are on or on or on our artwork. Also, I see Carl W.'s a legend. Also edits episodes. That's K-A-R-L-W. Carl, who is also one of our editors. I'm already off the topic. Okay, so because Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful uh, wrote the theme song and edits episodes, and he's probably editing this episode. What's up, Chris? Uh, and that's Chris Postal from Sounds Like an Earful, soundslikeanearful.com. And uh, you can check out all of the amazing work he does with music and podcasts. Uh, and Chris was the first person to work on the show editing episodes, and he's still with the show. It's a wonderful thing. And then, yeah, Carl W., who's not a public, like Carl, he, Carl W.'s a legend, also edits episodes. Uh, so Carl W. also edits episodes, uh, so uh, kind of we alternate just because it's uh, a lot of work goes into the show, and also it's just a matter of like uh, you know the, the editing is uh, not enough work to be a full time job. So it's like uh, you know they're trying to edit the shows uh, in addition to tons of other projects they're working on. Okay, Kenny, Scotty, and Jennifer honor 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 artwork. Uh, so Kenny is my brother Ken. He does the artwork for the show now. Scotty and Jennifer, are, uh, Scotty, Scott is the person who did our original logo and a lot of our original merch and a lot of the banners you see with the podcast, so like most of our original art. Uh, Jennifer was uh, Scotty's wife. Now this is the first uh, like kind of story, uh, like... Uh, so once upon a time, when I was just a baby podcaster, and I didn't know what what I was doing, Jennifer was a listener of the show, and she emailed me. She said, hey, my husband Scott is a really good designer. Maybe he could help you make a logo for the show. So generous. Uh, and she introduced us, and I said, hey, you know, I know this is like, uh, this is very early days. Uh, and, uh, like, we talked about it, and I said, geez, I don't know, like, how much time, you know, I, I was, like, uh, they were very generous with their time. And I was, of course, like, feeling a little awkward and probably anxious about it. Uh, not necessarily, not needed, though, uh, because they were trying to help the show and, and give to the show. And then Scott came up with all the, 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 the smiling, sleeping face uh, that is so associated with the show and the purples and stuff. 
and then my brother Ken's been doing stuff for the shows. And then Honor Honor, uh, on our O-N-O-U-R-H-O-N-O-R, on O-N-O-U-R artwork. Uh, and that was just something funny I came up with like a long time ago. Like I think it's from Starcraft, uh, they say. Uh, I mean, my favorite, I don't know, there's like reporting for duty. That's one StarCraft character that I used to click a lot. And you could also, they were saying D-U-T-Y, but you could click it a lot and then laugh because they were saying uh, D-O-O-D-Y, you know, or I-E, whatever. And uh, I don't think any character said on your honor, honor, but I think someone said something like that that I thought was honor, on your honor. And then it rhymed with honor artwork, on your honor, on your artwork. Uh, I just like how that sounds. And so I started saying it. So that's Kenny Scott and Jennifer Honor, Honor, Honor Artwork. Uh, Eric and the team at Astound are on the website. Uh, that's Eric, another listener generous who said uh, from Astound, E-S-T-O-U-N-D is his company. And another person reached out to me and said, hey, I love the show. I'd love to help you with your website. Uh, very, very generous. I really appreciate Eric and his team. Uh, then the mystery bard who we covered I'm a mystery bard uh, I don't know what comes after that but it's then it's like uh, the moderators so there's a listener Facebook group it's not actually like a part of the podcast uh, it was formed by Alexandra and Laura and it's a 100% volunteer listener Facebook group for people to uh, talk about the podcast uh they, I, I believe my memory may be correct, but it's probably incorrect. It's like they both emailed me separately and said, hey, we want to start a forum for the podcast or something. And again, it, like I've always kind of been uh, just trying to keep the podcast coming out. So I said, well, I don't really, it's just not something I can uh, like have the time to invest in, unfortunately. Uh, and you know, these would be the one of the things I'd be wondering about. And then they, I, I don't know if how they got introduced to one another, if I did that or Alexandra did that or like Laura did that. Uh, but then they started this Facebook group and we kind of worked on the guiding principles together. And then they found very quickly that Facebook groups uh, take a lot of work. So then there's moderators, like moderators. Alexandra came up with that term. Uh, and uh, the current moderator, well, probably when you hear this, it'll be like, uh, well, the current moderators are uh, uh, Stacy, Sarah, uh, Keith, uh, Julie, and Jennifer. Thank you. 
the most voice uh, sites where you can do anything you want. We can be found again at any time if we miss the boat today. So I think that's it. And the other term I use sometimes at the intro that people don't know is creaky dulcet tones. The C R E K Y or something. Dulcet is the D U L C E T tones. Point tone tones. T O N E S. And dulcet tones are like a silvery sweet tones that you might hear on a crooner, you know, or singing, uh, you know, with a big band or whatever, you know, like uh, whoever, like crooners, uh, like the silver tone was one of, like a, like a jazz singer that listens to the podcast, uh, he has dulcet tones, D-U-L-C-E-T tones. I, Scooter, have creaky dulcet tones, which is like a... It's a combination of dulcet tones and a creaky door into a voice. Uh, that's the tone of the podcast. Uh, so that's the creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, credits of the show. The term, oh, so dearest scooter, uh, where'd that term come from? You know, when I first started the podcast, I was a little bit like, uh, I had performance, uh, like I didn't, I had never done this before. And my CRITIC was really thinking about this and saying, what are you doing? You're not a, a podcaster. You're not a radio person. And you, you're like, you're, you're doomed. And so I said, how am I going to get this podcast if I keep, like, how am I going to, like, just like when I'm trying to take your mind off stuff, I was trying to take my mind off of stuff. Uh, and I said, well, what if we have a stage name? Uh, my critic said, huh. And I said, it kind of wouldn't be, it would just be for fun, but it also has like, like, uh, what are people I work with going to think, or what, it, like, uh, you know, what if someone uh, goofs on me, and that takes my enthusiasm out of making the show? So I said, it would at least cover us from getting, like, people saying, oh, you started a podcast, uh, like, something like that, or, huh, sleep podcast to put people to sleep, huh? And... Uh, so that's how I said, okay, let's use a stage name. And the name Dearest Scooter was uh, something I'd tested out on another project. Uh, where I was imagining if uh, this is a stretch, but Scooter Libby was uh, responding to Dear Abby columns because uh, they think, it, like, uh, she would usually close her things with Dearest uh, something. And I thought... Uh, like, he was not as nice, like, he, he definitely was not, but, but like, uh, he liked that town, ta- ta- like, saying, dearest Scooter, very nice and calming, and so that's uh, where that came from, is it just how I liked how it sounded, it sounded relaxing to me, and it gave me a little bit of extra space to, uh, to be present and do the show. Yeah, another question that comes up a lot of times is, like, the voice of the podcast, how it's changed, uh, how it's different. I mean, the podcast is always evolving because I listen to the show a bunch of times, it, it, like mixing it and getting it ready for release and after it comes out uh, to ensure it's the highest quality. And also we're constantly getting feedback. So it's like the show always is like uh, evolving in a very minuscule way. Like over time, over seven, 800 episodes, you see, okay, it's evolved much more. Huh, maybe this will be the 800th episode. I don't know. Um, and so 
Yeah, so the show's kind of just evolved a little bit, a little bit over time. I guess that's like uh, that answers that, right? Oh, but we've also like changed the equipment we've used, and I've also gotten more and more relaxed and comfortable when I'm recording, and just been able to like work with a microphone like in a way. I don't know. So the show sounds different than we started. One, because I'm calmer. And I have, like, a little bit more microphone technique, microphone microphone technique. I mean, another thing is we have, like, a little bit better equipment. We're still kind of on the prosumer end of equipment. Just because moving to, like, professional equipment would be, like, a real investment. But also, I don't know, with, like, recording in an apartment, um, that it would necessarily be worth the investment. And then we've also invested in, like, uh, post-production things just to add, like, a compression and bring up the volume and bring down the background noise, uh, make sure there's, like, not a lot of sibilance in the tracks or, like, the least amount um, without taking anything out of the audio. So uh, so the voice of the show is always kind of changing and maybe the pacing uh like kind of changes depending on how present I am or like what's going on outside of the podcast, but also like uh, the changing of how people consume podcasts. Because one thing that has influenced the show is podcast apps, because a lot of podcast apps like will add, have added smart speed or uh, silence reduction and things, and that changes the pacing of the show it's out of my control. So a lot of times I hear from people that kind of say the show's sped up. Like sometimes people have changed the speed of the show. But a lot of times that is like a, one of those settings in there that cuts out the silences or just barely changes the, the speed of the show. Like, uh, and that kind of impacts the pacing of the show. But some people also are able to like slow the show down if they like. Okay, so that's like, uh, okay, uh, voice of the podcast. But the whole idea of the podcast is it's like a mind-body thing. Like, I'm here uh, to keep you company and to respect your space, but to be close enough uh, to make you feel like I'm here to help. And I want the voice of the show to capture that, I guess, uh, would be the thing. Um, Like, another question I get that I probably can't totally answer is like how much time does it take to make the show in the total amount of time it takes to both make the show and put it out as a free podcast and all the administration to do that and keep in touch with all the feedback we get and questions is like from my end like a hundred hours a week uh, and it's kind of been a number that's like gone between you know 90 and 100 
it what it what the main thing about vacation means is that it, well, I have to like I kind of have working vacations. I don't have to record while I'm on vacation. Though I do usually when I'm on vacation, I record stuff for patrons, uh, like on location stuff. But uh, then I don't have to worry about uh, recording an episode on vacation, which is like the 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 heaviest lifting of the podcast because it is what you hear. Uh, but I also don't have to worry about finding a place that has good sound uh, that I can record in that's going to match up like, oh, what if uh, there's a, an intro from when I wasn't on vacation or something like that. Uh, but yeah, so to come back, like the time budget for show right now is like around 100 hours uh, plus the help I get from Night Vale and uh, PRX. I think it's probably a little bit more than that as we... Uh, just as the show grows, like then more people are interested. Say, hey, what it like? Or I like, uh, like uh, just more. Um, and and I think it's an important part of it. Is like I like interacting with you, the listener. And uh, so, like having the time to do that and finding ways to do that. And then there's also just a mechanic or the administration of like, uh, uh, how do we make sure the podcast can keep coming out every week? Like, what are all the um, process parts of that? And then how do we fund that? Because uh, just because the podcast is free and the consumption end, that's just like kind of the way podcasting works is uh, like like uh, like making sure that there's money there to pay for the bandwidth that it costs to distribute the show. We're getting to where it's like, okay, all of these 100 and 110 hours is funded. And we have like, if it, like a nice cushion so that's like, oh, if we don't have, like, a, like so that if a bump in the road happens, like, Sleep With Me is different in that sense. It's like I, I'm doing a little bit more planning. Because they say, oh, if a bump in the road happens, I want to know six to eight months ahead of time. Okay, this bump happened. Okay, in eight months it's going to impact a show, so I could give you plenty of a heads up. But that doesn't, or we could just steer around those bumps in the road. Yeah, so that's kind of like a... How much time goes into the podcast? That was a question. Okay, so I'm going to go to these questions now. Sin, and this is a very popular question, does the podcast ever put you to sleep? Uh, and the answer to that is it doesn't. Uh, like uh, when I listen, I'm listening. I don't listen with a hypercritical mind because I've already listened a few times. Oh, this brings up like uh, how many times do I listen to the show or how do I listen, which if you're a podcast, this might be interesting or not, but... Uh, like, uh, oh, well, I'll answer the question first. Like, so it doesn't put me to sleep. But sometimes I listen at bedtime because someone's asked me a question. And I know that's a quiet time. So I say, okay, let me put that episode on and see what they're talking about. Like they'll say, did you say kookaburra, kookaburra, chew, Mrs. Robinson? And I, and I say, well, what, you know, which episode is I don't know. I, I don't have no idea. And then they might say, oh, yeah, so the one
or an intro because it's a sleep podcast I can never stop recording and come back to it though so I do have to block out times like uh, that I know I'm going to be able to have time to record the entire intro or the entire episode I mean it could get in- interrupted for like 15 minutes to like uh, 30 uh, but anything more than 30 you know time a day my voice is going to change I'm going to forget like I'm going to be out of the moment so uh I don't even, I can't even think of any example like where recently I was in the middle of recording an episode. Like if I was like halfway through an intro, I'd just have to delete the intro. And if I was in a halfway through an episode, it would just be, I mean, I plan things. So 
you would probably be, yeah, like, uh, probably have to delete it or try to, like, be like, okay, I could give you 20 minutes, uh, what's up, uh, but usually just playing stuff around it. I know it's going to talk about, uh, you know, already, like, I know it's going to talk about, uh, listening, but I think I had one more thing about recording, uh, that now I forgot, I don't know what it was, uh, but so listening, so then the episodes get rec- uploaded to, uh, the cloud, the editor will edit it for content, uh, or whatever, like a linear edit, uh, the show's always in a linear format, uh, because a lot of podcast editing can be non-linear, I mean, whatever, like, uh, changing things around, uh, then they'll, uh, this is all done in, like, a wave format, so uncompressed, uh, then the editors will, like, upload the, their finished files to the same folder, just in another smaller folder with the edited files. And then I'm kind of following the schedule, so I, it might sit there again for a few weeks. Uh, and then I'll be getting ready for the Patreon release normally. And I'll say, okay, what do we have to do on Patreon next week? Okay, you know, that t- whatever the plant that kissed the, the, the podcaster. So, okay, who had those files? Uh, now, sometimes I get mixed up and the editor will say, hey, there's two thank yous or something, and I'll have to go into the tape log and fix it. And usually I know because uh, usually Chris, Chris, Carl does the rush jobs, like stuff like if like I did an episode and for some reason it's like for another podcast, so I want it to come out uh, right away. Carl does those, and he does the TV show-style episodes. And Posty does the Tuesday-style episodes in the um, serialized episodic stories. So normally it's the first place I would look. I wouldn't even check the tape log unless they couldn't find it. I'd go into Chris's folders, and I'd say, okay, here it is, podcaster that kissed the plant. Uh, and I would download, check that the file that it's done, and then I would download those files, uh, I use Transmit to, to do that just because it's a little bit more efficient than, uh, like, downloading from a web browser. Uh, same for up, uh, uploading. It's like Transmit for It's just like an FTP-like thingamajig. So then I would download those, and then I would load those into my audio editor, which I use Hindenburg Pro. Uh, like, uh, but you, you're like, if you're starting out, you could use Audacity or Hindenburg Journalist. Uh, I just use Hindenburg Pro because, uh, actually I don't use it. I don't know if you use any of the Pro features on regular episodes, but I need it for some of the Patreon, like, leveling. Oh, no, I use it, well, it, it I think it, like, auto levels at negative 16, but whatever. Uh, so I pull everything into there is a project and I put all the files kind of like in a sidebar and then I'll save the project and I'll name it, uh, uh, I name it as S W M P, which stands for sleep with me podcast. And then the episode number, like I'll look on the schedule, I'll say, okay. And sometimes these will change. So the file names will be incorrect, but, uh, I'd say 800, uh, and one the boy that the podcaster that, uh, Loved plants. Uh, I might just say plants or podcast to love plants or something. And then I'll also add that as a note in Evernote, uh, which is what I use for like my show, the show notes and the titles and stuff like that. And then I'll start mixing a mix. Well, mixing means uh, 
taking the Shepherd files of the, from the editor, which would be the teaser, the ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends being on the binary, which every uh, on Patreon you get your own version of that. transcripts, uh, and I don't really edit the transcripts, uh, but I'm more like, uh, 
just helps with my paying attention. I can listen and read and then make notes of like, okay, before the final release, we have to take that out because it didn't like, I don't know, like I just want to take it out for some reason. Okay, so I'm going to answer, I'm just answering the questions about the podcast on here. So if anybody's question didn't get read, it was just because it wasn't. Uh, uh, so Scott asked, do I still record in the tiny closet? Yep, I'm in here right now, uh, right under the stairs, three-quarter width stairs, uh, uh, in the Harry Potter closet. Uh, and Scott asked, how does uh, uh, here, uh, Antonio get in here? See, he's like he's really easy. He's flexible, like physically and mentally. So, uh, Pommy asks, uh, "How did I start? Yeah, where did I get the idea? How did I get the mixed creaky dulcet tones? I kind of talked about that. Uh, the tangents. Uh, well, I started the show like I had trouble uh, sleeping as a kid, and I used to listen to the radio, and it never put me to sleep. It just kept me company." And so, like, uh, like I never forgot that that just made me feel better and uh, made me feel less A-L-O-N-E. And so when I started listening to podcasts, he said, oh, I want to make a podcast like that, what the radio did for me. And I'd already been telling bedtime stories kind of my personal life, so I said, oh, what if what about bedtime stories help people fall asleep? And uh, so that's what I ended up making, I guess, uh, like over time, it took a long time to get where we are now. And yeah, it was just like a matter of like audience feedback. Like a lot of the show like didn't become what it is today until today, right? Like uh, the first 150 episodes were very experimental and very uh, discovery-based. And then the next 150, like between 150 and 300, were like uh, kind of like starting to build the foundation of not a house, but like a, like an outdoor gathering area or something. And then like 300 to 600, we're like, oh, okay, like, uh, let's start to see what we're, like, is this going to be a sculpture garden or, oh, that'll be over here. Okay, this is going to be the, uh, uh, the mandala over here, you know. Uh, but yeah, the kind of show is like, uh, it's a lot of writing and prep uh, in to enable those tangents and now experience. Uh, so all the tangents kind of come from like uh, either having writing or having notes or research uh, or knowing the kind of general stopping points for the story so that there's room for it to go off topic. Um, but yeah, oh, yes, yeah, so the radio never put me to sleep. It just kept me company. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jane asks, will you ever make an episode just talking about whatever crosses your mind for an hour? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, most of the, like, uh, Tuesday episodes are kind of like that, but they're a little bit more structured. Uh, it just because I feel like I need some sort of structure to kind of keep, so I know where it's going and when it's going to end. And uh, it kind of helped the tangent, give the tangent some, some form uh, so it's kind of like a balance of doing talking and, uh, of having like some loose control, maybe. Uh, Heidi asks, where do you get the ideas from your stories? Uh, I mean, I guess this is like, like, as people say it a lot, but it's like, I take constant notes, uh, and write, like have pieces of paper everywhere. 
uh, tons of ideas I've lost because I write it down on a scrap of paper and throw it somewhere. But I also like carry notebooks and stuff, so it's like constantly trying to keep ideas of like uh, things that catch my eye, things that catch my attention, things I can't stop thinking about, things that I'm W-O-R-Y-I-N-G-ing about, uh, things that make me laugh, things that make me not laugh. Uh, things that make me say, hmm, why, why is that? Or, ooh, what, what happened there? Or particularly anything that would make you say, what if? Like, oh, what if that was with that? Uh, so just like a lot of things. Uh, Ellen asked, like, how did Carol King become my muse? Uh, that was just because she was constantly, like, anytime I hit shuffle on this iPod, iPod the algorithm which, uh, like, in the shuffle algorithm, Just a grouchy butterfly, that was my neighbor. And when you, why do you spell out words? Well, just to avoid the word, but it's like a word I can't avoid, like that everybody's probably thinking of. Uh, 
So it's like kind of like you're taking a like depowering the word by smelling it, but not because it's almost like by avoiding the word, it would bring more attention to it. But by spelling out like things were AFREID from it, like it saps a little bit of the energy, I think. And it's a little bit, you say, well, it's kind of fun. We're having fun with you, AFRID, however you spell your name. Um, okay. Oh, yeah, Julie kind of asked, like, about the older episodes. Yeah, the voice is, like, different. There's definitely, like, a, it's hard to tell from a listener standpoint, but, like, we're using much, like, a, like, I was more nervous, and the equipment was much lower quality. So it was, like, actually picking up less of my natural creaky dulcet tones. Uh, and I was, like, probably further away from the mic. Uh, and there's more, like, background hiss that you might not hear, but that, like, when you take that out, it takes out some of the uh, spectrum. But, yeah, they definitely sound different. Some people, like, some people love the old episodes, some people love the new ones, and it's great that, uh, yeah, we've come this far. Yeah, how many of the characters were invented just for the episodes? Pretty much all of them. I mean, some might have come from other places a little bit, but they changed. Like, a Big From the Sky P.I. was from another general idea I had. Um, but, yeah, most of them were, like, uh, like when I was making the podcast, I'd be like, oh, what if uh, James Cashpenny and Richard Warren Sears returned to Earth uh, because they weren't happy about the state of the retail empires? Uh, what if a uh, witch uh, decided to become a pirate? Or with uh, Big Pharma, was like, what if, what would it be like? Uh, it was just obsessed with the idea of like a really ineffective uh, investigator. And then I said, well, that's a little bit too, I don't know how sleepy that is. So how do we change that and make it, and where do we put them where there's not stakes? Like, because you say, well, if it was on Earth, then it would be like impacting people. So. And if it was their job, there'd be this values thing. So how do we make it like, okay, it's not that they're ineffective at their job. It's like their new new job. Oh, and where would it be where it'd be fun to not be good at investigating things? Uh, but what you're really trying hard. Oh, someplace where you have a new start. Well, how could we make it more dreamy? Ooh, what if it wasn't on Earth? Uh, well, how could we ground it and have some real emotional resonance? Well, what if he needs help? Okay, how can we connect it to, like, these kid? Oh, okay. Or with nuns in space, it'd be like, what would I do if I was on a spaceship with the nuns from my childhood? Oh, boy, that, what if? Uh, well, why would I be? What air? Oh, how would I be? Because they're not the same age as me. And most of them are in the big, big farm. Uh, so they say, okay, well, we just change some rules around uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff... Oh, this that question was from Kay. And the question, earlier question was from Julie. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, just about, like, saying what if and then saying, hey, can I get to know you, uh, which pirate woman? A lot of it about writing it out. Uh, uh, Nora asked, do I play in the intros in the same way I play in the stories, or are they made up on the spot? They're mostly made up on the spot, or I'll have notes... Uh, with an idea for an intro, and then I usually don't have to use those for a while. Like, as a, if I have notes of like uh, potato peels and pancakes, uh, and I say, "Could I do an intro about it?" And I say, "Well, maybe about this or whatever." 
then when I sit down to record the intro, some other idea will pop in my head. So then, like, five episodes later, I'll do it about potato peels and pancakes. Uh, Val asks, uh, uh, like, oh, this kind of goes to a big question. Val is like, you, might, you love sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, would you ever do any old episodes, uh, recaps of, like, shows that are, like, uh, people kind of love to, love to dislike them? Uh, and I'd say, like, it's a quite common question of, like, how do I pick the TV shows I pick? And one of the main, well, the main reason I choose the shows is uh, because I have to watch each episode five times. And not just one episode, it's like, okay, like if I, I stick with the show, I'm going to watch probably at least 100 episodes of the show over a couple-year period. And so, like, one thing is the show has to be able to stand up without it being uh, uncomfortable, like where there's still joy left in me and the show after that fourth or fifth viewing, knowing that tomorrow I have to start watching another episode again. And so that weeds in, and then there has to be, like, ideally there's a big catalog. I mean, I broke that rule with Good Place uh, just because it was so consumable and so joy-filled. Uh, and there was such a depth there that uh, that's how I picked the shows. It's like, uh, oh, I've watched an episode of this. Uh, how does it feel to watch again? Okay, how does it feel to watch again, taking notes and pausing every two minutes? Okay, how's it feel to watch it again after that and either take more notes or be working out or something and watching it again and again and then sitting down to record? Uh, so just kind of like, like uh, I'm always on the lookout for new shows, but like it's tougher shows to make the cut because of that because you say, okay, I just can't, like I don't want to have any, uh, I can't, like it's, it would impact the podcast if I was having... Like, worst of idea of all time does that, uh, but it's a comedy podcast, so they're able to mine that for what works for the show for comedy. Thank you.
do our own tales or TV recaps uh, or influenced. So maybe if we did another season of uh, whatever that one was with all the, um, you know, like something similar to what Agatha where she was teaching, uh, where Agatha was teaching uh, the kids. Uh, let's see. So the Pointless Meanders, uh, do I contemplate them or do they both spell out Gregory as? And I would say both. Like sometimes it's more about staying in the moment and having more material than you'll need. Because uh, then if I have more material than I need, then I can kind of go off topic or know where things are going. Yeah, Carrie asks, uh, if Fish one of the influences the show? Yeah, I mean, they're constantly, they, like Carrie said, uh, whimsical, lyrical. And yeah, they kind of are fun and they reinvent themselves. Uh, and they make stuff for their audience and uh, like a depth to their audience and not for everyone. Uh, Lois Anna asks, uh, is there blooper reel? Not anymore. I mean, most of the stuff makes it on the show. Like the stuff that doesn't make it on the show is like boring. And then if there are any bloopers, they are like sailor blue. Uh, nowadays, because when I'm like, like if my mouth's making a lot of noise or someone's mowing the lawn when I set aside time to record or something, like I'll really, uh, uh, but yeah, we used to, like warming up helps eliminate a lot of the bloopers that would be interesting. 
Yeah, and those are all in SoundCloud. Katie asks, do I take your creative writing or literature classes that introduce my style, influence my style? Yeah, I mean, I took like, classes at uh, Berkeley City College here. It's a community college. And I took a narrative uh, script writing class and then a workshop version of that class. And then a lot of classmates and I formed a writing group and all of those things. Uh, the teacher, uh, Joey Zanders, and then my classmates uh, influenced uh, me, like uh, working in that group and uh, being in a writing group uh, and then writing with people outside of that writing group uh, really helped me find my voice uh, and just learn about the, like, the work of writing. Like just sit down and write every day. Uh, share it with people and rewrite it. Uh, yeah, will there be any more Girl Raised by Theme Park episodes? Probably. I mean, I think so. I'd like to, uh, but I don't uh, like. Uh, you don't have it like it's not set up for the next thing, uh, but uh, probably in the next like six to twelve months for sure. But I'm not 100 percent positive. Uh, so I guess I'm not. I, I would like to. I guess is the right answer. Uh, Patty asks, do I podcast full-time? I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, in like 2018, I started working on a show full-time. Uh, uh, let's see here. We're getting to the end here. Um, and yeah, the, the show's like supported by the Peel of Sports sponsors and the patrons. Uh, thank you so much to everybody that does that. Uh, Dan asks, like, uh, how do you optimize task switching? I guess the main way would be, like, reducing that. Like, and Dan says, what if you only have 10 to 15 minutes to write? And I'd say that's probably pretty good because if you have 15 minutes, like, uh, maybe it means it takes you five minutes to get into it. Uh, and then if you only have 10 minutes, you have five minutes of good writing time. And that's enough, like, if you're doing it every day, uh, to start to really build up some momentum and build up those muscles. And if you have 15 minutes, that means, like, you have five minutes to warm up, five minutes to write, and then five minutes to be distracted, right? Uh, yeah, let's see. Jen asks, like, how, why do I mention Nietzsche in so many intros? Just because uh, I think philosophy can, like, be one of those things that keeps people's thought pattern going at bedtime. And that that could be, like, some, it's something that keeps me up. I say, hmm, who, wherefore, out, wherefore art thou? Oh, goodness, wherefore art thou? Am I or am I, you know, th that kind of stuff. Uh, Jen asks about the live shows. Do I have any other live shows pl planned for any other places? Uh, a lot of people ask about live streaming live shows. That's not a possibility just because, uh, one, like I'd like the, the crowd to be fresh. I mean, I do record them and release, release them later. But it's just also, like, I'm a one person. It, it's just not, a, like, the infrastructure to do live streams of, like, on-location performances is really tough. I, I don't have any other live shows planned uh, other than the local one. I'm still trying to figure out, honestly, like, how to sell, like, how to um, get people out for the events. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, like, kind of been a thing. Like, I think, like, especially with the live show, it's, like, uh, Finding a way for the word of mouth to, to get out about why would I go to a sleep with me live show? Yeah, so if you see a live show by your area, the best way you can ensure there's more is by going, attending them. Uh, and I'm kind of just learning more about the promos and trying to figure out uh, 
will be the best uh, way to do it because it's like, yeah, right now it just hasn't gotten to the place where it's, uh, other than doing small local shows, uh, I mean, maybe when you're hearing this, it's different. Uh, uh, but it's just like the scale of people that would have to, to just pay the travel costs and, and, and the co- venue costs. Uh, it's like like slowly getting there. I mean, I've been right when I'm recording this is like a year of doing local live shows. And, you know, like, okay, we're getting there. We're, we're getting there. So, uh, yeah, just keep your eyes peeled. Sleep with me podcast.com slash live show. And ideally, we'll use the Nightvale model of like planning the live show out a year ahead of time. So you say, okay, I'm coming to Boston 2021, these dates. Uh, so it'll help us and like sell tickets and make sure the listeners are know about it. Uh, but that's it. Thank you for this was a little supersized episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here. Uh, couldn't be here without you, without your questions, without your support, without your interest, uh, and without your nods, uh, snoozing off there. Uh, couldn't do it without you. So I really appreciate it. And let me tuck you in there before these thank yous. Thanks.